Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Sweet Chin Musings. I am your reigning, rarely defending, highly disputed champion of wrestling podcasts, Mike Mueller. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner in crime, the Conquistador 1 to my Conquistador 2, Mr. Luke Kudialis. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have, a, we have another pair of super kicks locked, stocked, and ready to rock your eardrums. So let's jump right into it, shall we? Gotta jump right into it. We got a lot going on. Uh, personally, we've got a tag team tournament that we're going to give the big reveal yep. for the seedings. The seedings are set. We're ready for everyone to vote on it. If It'll be ready either by the time this podcast drops or very shortly after that. We'll make sure to give you all the details on that. And we're also going to predict uh, both shows happening in the next seven days. We've got AEW and New Japan putting on their Forbidden Door show, which is happening in kicking off in uh, just a couple yeah, hours yeah, yeah uh, from now. And uh, so we're going to get those in, and we're also going to do as much as we can as far as money in the bank predictions yeah. go. It's still, still an incomplete. Very, yeah. very incomplete cards. Really kind of wild for, you know, six days out or seven, you know. Oh, but... you, you still have four spots undecided yeah. between the two matches. Yep. You only have a six-match card as of right now. Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, obviously injuries, you know, shifting. You know, everywhere. Both, both uh, yeah. pay-per-views, you know, being... Shifted around because of injuries, but it's just one of those uh, hard to predict, you know, what's coming, you know, and yeah, everything's changing. You know, something could change, so, right? So, oh my God, exactly. If ever there was cards subject to change, <laughs> it's happening right now. Uh, but we're going to do the best with what we got, and we'll start with AEW. 12 matches on this card. Three are technically on the buy-in, but I mean, if you're watching this thing from beginning to end, you're looking at about a five-hour... Yeah. We're looking at 12 uh, matches total, in my understanding, you know, which is... That's a lot. That's, that's you know, what... what uh, Double or nothing was, what, 13? Uh, or, you're or, putting me on the spot. Or, you're putting yeah. me on the spot. Hold on, <laughs> yeah. no, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I yeah, got it no, right like here. That, you're looking at, like, your biggest... One of your biggest pay-per-views, and then you have just as many... Uh, matches. Yes, thirteen. Yeah, it's one one pre-show and twelve. It's big. This should be a, personally. I feel this should be a Saturday event. You it's know, too you're going to go that long. You know, people are uh, working tomorrow. You know, like it's one thing. You know, double another was on a holiday. You know, Memorial Day weekend. So right, hey, cool. I was like, sure. You know, most people are able to stay up. Uh, I know we didn't leave the theater. Uh, a couple, but like at least till midnight you know yeah. afterwards so it's like i know if that's the case that why wouldn't this go right just as long how it's, is it seeing it in the theater it's fun you know yeah. it's like it's a little cheaper than buying it outright you know it's like 20 something bucks you know sure. the service fee and all that bullshit right, right. Uh, but it's pretty fun you know especially you know hey your boys you know greasy i like to sneak food in and stuff of like course that. So, of course um yeah it's fun it's a nice atmosphere um, See, i feel like it'd be a good time the only thing that i don't like about it is that you can't... Because like when I buy it on Bleacher Report, I can go back and yeah. watch. Yeah. You know, And you can't do that if you just got it in the theater. Right. I wish there'd be a way like if they could... like Bleacher Report could hook up with these theaters that are doing it. There you go. And you get like an access code. Yeah. And then you can go and punch it in and do yeah. it that way. No, but, the thing that they did suck is like what they're going after midnight or whatever, like the feed cut out. So they had oh. to like... Yeah, so then some guy had to like re... You know, connect it. Like, it was weird. I know certain theaters had that issue, some didn't. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? Well, it's cool. It's not one. I know we were, you know, let's talk about doing it for tonight. But I'm like, I, I gotta be up at five in the morning. <laughs> you know, this thing's probably gonna run till midnight. Like, you no, just can't do it. I can. Yeah, like I said, this is our Saturday. Thumbs up. Let's do it. Yeah, you know? but absolutely. On a Sunday, that's just. Hey, let's give it the times. You know, I don't understand why it's still. You know, obviously, one of the banks on a Saturday, which is nice. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, but that's not always that. the standard. No. You know, I no. wish. 
it were the standard for yep. pay-per-views. Or even do it earlier in the day on Sunday. Yeah. Like, I understand, um, like, they put it on later on Sundays because they don't want to run up against football. Right. But we're in the summer. There's, yeah, no, football. there's no football. Why can't we have a four o'clock start time? Yeah, that'd be you great. Know, we should be watching it right now. Yeah. It should be happening. No, that'd be great. And yeah, even, you know, running up against football, it's like, well, here's the thing. Football is running all day. So what does it matter if they're playing on Sunday or not? You right. Know, you know, let's right, say right. Also like, true. Also so, true. You know, and here's the thing. Depending on the schedule, you may not get, be worrying about people watching football at four o'clock because maybe their team's playing at one this week. Right, you right. Know? So that whole argument of, well, football, it's like you can do your due diligence and figure out which days you could get away with a Sunday Absolutely. at four, depending on the football schedule. Yeah. So, or just do it on a fucking Saturday. Or, yeah, just pony up, do the shit on a Saturday. And, That's what I'm saying. But what are you going to do? We'll see. But we're it's out of our hands. Yeah. We don't get to control that. All we can do is watch if we stay awake or yeah. not watch. And you know what? They're going to miss out on your money because of it. Yeah. So, you know, eventually maybe they'll learn. Uh, we got three pre-show matches, buy-in matches. Originally, there was only one, so I'm going to start with that one. It's the Gun Club, Billy and Austin and Colton, better known as the Ass Boys. Ass Boys. And the Ass Boys. And Max Caster, I'm sure Anthony will, Anthony Bowens will be there uh, in his wheelchair doing his thing. And they are taking on the New Japan LA Dojo along with... Uh, and I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. Yeah. I apologize in advance. Uh, Yuya... Uimura, uh, and then the LA Dojo uh, consists of Alex Coughlin, uh, the DKC, and Kevin Knight. Yeah. When this was the only show, when this was the only match that was on the pre-show, I was pretty convinced the Gun Club was going to win because my thought process on this. And tell me if you think I'm mm-hmm. on, if I'm on to something, or if you're like I don't know if that holds water. Um, I feel like if you're a New Japan fan in America, you've already bought this. You've yeah, already you, bought this. Once it was announced, yeah. You know, even the just Forbidden Door itself, like, hey, we're gonna have a cross promotion. Yeah, you, you, you didn't even you didn't even need yeah. matches announced. Right. You were in. <coughs> I feel like the AEW fans are not necessarily that way. Yeah, they're a more hardcore group than WWE fans. Right. But there's people like me. I don't watch New Japan. Right. You know, I don't know what's going on. I hear names. I knew Akata. I knew Will Ospreay. Yeah. You know, I knew a few names, but I didn't. I'm you don't not know the watching. history that these guys yeah. may have with some of the AEW guys yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So my thought process is if, when this was the only uh, buy-in match that they're going to want people that are watching this that haven't decided if they're going to buy the show or not. They know the Gun Club and the Acclaimed. They don't know these other guys. Right. So I'm expecting a hell of a match from them, but I'm still thinking the people that they know and recognize are going to go over because right. like, it's, it's okay. With that. It's, I saw familiarity. That. it's a familiarity. And so they feel like, okay, I can buy this and watch and still enjoy myself and I'm not going to be watching a bunch of people I don't know right. winning and doing that. But now... With two other matches on the buy-in, right. that makes it easier to kind of push. And I'm sure the New Japan people are going to win at least one of these matches. I would imagine so. It's I, there's going to be some fifty-fifty booking. Yeah, you know, yeah. Especially and there obviously should be. with uh, Blood and Guts coming up as well. Right. You know, it was for some of the you know that holds some significance. You know, um, for Wednesday, but yeah. yeah, I I agree with you that with it with matches being added and stuff like that, it does make it easier to say, okay, hey. This one might be pushed, you know, a certain way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I could definitely see 
the LA, you know, the Dojo team winning this one. Yeah. Um, especially with DKC, you know, having a match uh, just recently. Uh, for, uh, who did he wrestle? Uh, God, shame on me. But it was a solid match. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it was proof that, like, hey, these guys can go. Yeah. Right? So... And I know DKC is one that a, a lot of people are talking about. Yeah. Too. Like, wait till you see what this guy can right, do. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, I'm not trying to be, like, a, you know, a producer or anybody. I was like, I, I don't really think Gun Club MX Cats are losing really hurts them. It definitely Especially doesn't. to a team like this. Yeah. Um, whereas these... L, uh, the LA Dojo guys losing to Gun Club and get Max Caster kind of hurts. It's them. not a good look because yeah. you're trying to introduce these guys, yeah. and they lose, you know nothing against Gun Club or and Max Caster. You know, like um, like they're great in their own thing, but they are kind of gimmicky, right? Sure. So for them to for the Dojo guys who are probably more serious to lose to the gimmicky team as being just introduced, you know, like hey, this is you know some of the young guys from New Japan. Keep their eye, you know, like I said, DKC. Keep your eye on them, right? Yeah. Like this guy's good. They lose the gun club already. It's like, how am I supposed to take these guys seriously? Right. The next so, time I see them on TV, I'm going right. to. Like, oh, I can't you... imagine. I can't imagine that there will be more crossover between sure. you know these uh, not only just these these guys, but you know some of the other matches on the card. Um, so who's to say this is finished? Right. But like, if we're you know making our predictions right now, I'm going to go with the LA Do- LA Dojo team. I'm going to as well. Uh, I was on the Bob Culture podcast the other day. Uh, check that out. I've linked it. I should link it on our Switch and Musings page. Um, but I picked the Gun Club there because, again, that was the, at the time, that was the only buy-in right. match. With it changing now, it's I'm going to go uh, with uh, the LA Dojo. Right. And I think that's what they got. Uh, the next match that's on the pre-show is... The Factory, QT Marshall and Aaron Solo, versus uh, Haruki Goto and uh, Yoshihashi. Yeah. Um, not familiar with either of these guys. Uh, I know the names, especially okay. Goto and uh, Yoshihashi. It's just I don't know much about them to sure. say, hey, who's going to win? Right. You know, my understanding, well, this well, one was just not like announced not too long ago, right? Like, very recently. Like, okay. Like within Possibly the Friday? Like. It, I think it was. Okay. I think it was. Um, but I tell you, I don't know these guys, but I do know the factory, and the factory doesn't win. Like right. the factory yeah, that's does one not of the win. Things I've seen once it was now, so like they're like QT Marshall, really? Like you're not? <coughs> yeah. So no, I so yeah, I'm I'm I don't think I will ever pick the factory to win a match until they win a match, you right? Know, you like you know, convince yes. me fashion. Yep. Type, like, absolutely, right. absolutely. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one because once it was announced, it was just like it was a head scratcher, like. Okay. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, are you in agreement with me there? Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Uh, next match, we got Swerve in Our Glory. I don't love the name, but it's uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee uh, versus Suzuki Gun, which is El Desperado and Kanemaru. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that first name. Um, <laughs> Noble, I think. Or... It sounds right. Yeah, it it I... looks phonetically, it looks right. right. Uh, this, I think, is where you're going to get your AEW win. Uh, yeah. There has been. Um, there's been some seeds planted about uh, Keith Lee and Swerve kind of eventually going at odds with each other. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to get a split on the buy-in to a pay That would be a shame. It would be really a shame. It would be that. a waste. Especially after their performance uh, at Double or Nothing. Yeah. We thought, hey, they could have actually won it. They, so they it wouldn't make sense for them to be at a peak like that, you know, like, you know, gold within their grasp. Right. To suddenly, you know, they've only been tagging for very shortly. Short so why suddenly split them up? Especially when you already have a 
very uh, heavy logjam, whether it's a TNT title or the, you know, world threat, you know, in AEW. It was like, why split these guys up? You know, might as well keep them together, you know. But... I, I agree, and it's like, if you are going to split a team up and have them, you know, have this big kind of thing happening, it it's not very, like, shocking or, oh my god, if it's a team that's been losing all the time. Right. Of course they would split up. So if you want their if you want their breakup to mean something and be significant, you gotta get them some wins. Yeah. This seems like an easy spot to get them a win. Right, especially, you know, considering the possibility of, you know, it, it being uneven, like, hey, two, two to one, you know, like, uh, which promotion, you know, is taking the sure, lead. Right? Sure, sure, so yeah. this is one, like, I can definitely see, you know, you know, that, you know, them taking... Yeah, you, I don't think you want it to be 3 nothing in either direction no. heading into it. Because then again, you're going to say, well, why am I even getting this? Um, so that takes us to the main card. And let's start Let's start with um, the, the big question mark that's, that's still out there. There's a lot of speculation, a lot of talk. <coughs> it was supposed to be Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, Brian Danielson. Yeah. Brian Danielson is one of about 38 people that are hurt right now. So oh, dark board is you know, hit someone that's hurt, you know, like it's it's too much, it's, man. <laughs> but uh, he it'll be Zack Saber versus the opponent of Brian Danielson's choosing. And from what I understand, this is a person that will more or less become a full fledged member. Right, that's of, how I've, I've seen it advertised. You know, yeah, newest member of Blackpool Combat Club. Basically, yep. yep. So there's been a lot of names floated around. People are saying. <laughs> Uh, people are saying Johnny Gargano. I've heard Chris Hero. I've heard. I mean, uh, I I had not heard that, but that would be fucking cool. I've always been, you know, like they don't. Obviously, Chris Hero gets a lot of appreciation from you know people that know that he's around. But like, he's an internet darling. He's super internet darling. But he's a big like the boys love him. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Like, all the boys love Chris locker Hero. room guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a locker room guy. So, yeah. and I don't think a lot of people know that about him or realize that. That's I didn't why know he's. That. Yeah, that's why he's been around as long as he has like he yeah. doesn't really get the appreciation you know from a lot of people like especially like just marks or whatever yeah because they don't really know yeah but then you talk to any of the boys in the room they're like yeah fucking chris hero was great you know he showed me how to do this like work with me so they appreciate him so yeah it's like, yeah that guy that'd be fucking great you know to have someone like that pop up that would be an interesting one i think that would be out of nowhere uh a few other name jonathan gresham people mentioned but yeah. he just was on dynamite and so i really don't think it's going to be no, him. it's going to be a out of the you know out of out of nowhere and uh i believe it's going to be cesaro that's who yeah, i want it to be with superman uh that's who i want it to be i've also heard timothy thatcher which would fit right in with black cool combat right Club, like the style if you really and this hopefully this is one of those like i'm glad that tony khan doesn't have his hands all over this one yeah because if it let's say tony khan had his hands on it and yeah they could do thatcher but knowing tony khan you would he would build it up so much where you would always be expecting it to be Cesaro, okay. and then for him to not deliver Cesaro and it be Thatcher, people would be so fucking disappointed. Absolutely. But by you having Danielson do it, like I said, it could be Cesaro or it could be Thatcher. But you'll oh, it's more acceptable if it's Thatcher coming from Danielson. Absolutely. Because it's like I picked him. That was right. my guy, it's not his Tony Khan's pick. Yeah. Because if Tony Khan is you know promising like say he oversells. Yes. And he doesn't no doesn't always deliver. Yeah. So it's oversell like, under deliver. Right. It's not good. Not a good look. You, yeah. you know. So it coming from Danielson as okay you thought it was Cesaro but hey I fucking picked this guy and there's a reason. Yeah. It's an easier pill to swallow. 
I completely agree with that. And I also do believe, regardless of who is um, in control of it or whatever, the old wrestling adage, uh, Bruce Pritchard always says this on his podcast, is if you have to replace someone that's been built, you need to replace them with someone bigger. It has to be better than the original. I think we mentioned this before. It was a Survivor Series, right? When they had to bring in uh, Shawn Michaels. Was yeah, it, yeah, for know? against, uh, yeah, uh, instead of Lawler to yeah. face the Hart family. Sean was like, yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's uh, you know, that's, that's an upgrade. Yeah, that's an so, upgrade. Uh, you, like you said, you have to deliver. You Absolutely. Know, those, so. And I think personally, um, just it being on American soil and all that stuff and the fans, their knowledge of wrestlers, to me, the only two names that would be that would get a bigger pop than just a standard Brian Danielson pop because we know he's here is Cesaro or Gargano. There you go. I think those are the only two yeah. that are good at that level where people are going to go as nuts as they should go nuts for a surprise yeah. opponent. Um, but the real question is, regardless of who it is, or maybe not regardless of who it is, do you think the mystery opponent is definitely winning? Or does Zack Sabre Jr. have a chance in this? It's it really like if it's Cesaro or Claudio or how yeah, are they, they billing? Um, easily, you know, Claudio or Cesaro. Yeah. Um, if it's someone else, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably still go member of the Blackpool Comic Club because I don't think Danielson picks someone to have them come out and lose their yeah. first match of like, hey, this is my newest handpicked guy. Yeah. Oh shit, he lost. Like, yeah, I could. Yeah. I could only see it as if it was, which it would certainly not be Cesaro or uh, Gargano in this scenario, but if it was someone like Thatcher and then you could like bring him in, he loses, and then um, like the combat club is disappointed in him and then he kind of turns on them. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I could see something like that. Like, yeah, their first wrinkle. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with the mystery opponent okay. too, regardless of who it is. Um, I just feel like it's. Uh, it's too big of a thing for them to let fail. I agree. You know? <laughs> and there's been so much hype built up around yes. who is it going to be. And I think that's going to be one of the things, like especially with the 12 card or 12, you know, 12 match card. Like this is one that people are going to be hyper focused on. Sure. You know, anytime you have a mystery opponent, it's super hyper focused. So. And honestly, I'd probably open with this. I would probably open the night with this. That's not a bad idea. Uh, I didn't even think about that, but that's a that's not a bad idea. You're gonna get people right into it right away. Uh, I I just I think it's a good look to go with yeah. it right away. Um, yeah, I like that. All right, so then we now have it was supposed to be an eight man tag match, but now it's a six man tag match. Uh, we've got um, Bullet Club, uh, the Young Bucks, and El Fantasmo taking on. Dudes with attitudes, because <laughs> apparently it's 1995 <laughs> and we're just stealing from Shawn Michaels and Diesel. But it's Darby Allen, Sting, and uh, Shingo Takagi. Who you got here? I this one's really weird because like something tells me you know especially with the legend Sting like you should win you know like it, it, but I just. It's, it, it's going to be interesting because the Young Bucks are repping Bullet Club. Right. And they are not Bullet Club. Right. You know? So I'm wondering if this is a match, like the fucking rails come off, you know, the, the the train comes off the rails. Yeah. And do you get other Bullet Club members interfere with this one to set up a potential match somewhere down the line of like, 
you know, hey, you, you're not, you're, you're repping the wrong cut. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, do we get Gorillas of Destiny, you know, Tamatanga, Tamalo, like anybody from, you know, Bullet, actual Bullet Club yeah, come over Japan. and get and stick their nose in this one? Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to say. Like, I, I could even see them, like, you know, Young Bucks and Elephant fans, the, them winning. And then they start laying the beat down on like Darby or Sting, and then that's when you get the Bullet Club guys coming okay, in. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I, this is one I don't see the faces winning. It, I okay. think, it, I think Young Bucks. That that's the main reason with them repping Bullet Club because I think that is going to be part of the story. Okay. So I, for that, I'm going with you're the, going with Bullet Club. Yeah. Uh, so I here's our first difference. Okay. I'm gonna go the dudes with attitudes despite the name, and my whole. <laughs> I'm my whole logic behind this is it's uh, it's copy and paste from you from QT Marshall, but flip it. Mm. Uh, until you show me that you can win, I'm not going to pick you. Fair enough. Until you've proven that you're going to take a loss, I'm not going to pick against you. Sting is undefeated in AEW. He has not huge. lost, and I don't think many people know that they like, don't because yeah. they don't make a big deal out. Okay, of Okay, so it's one of those under you know because like, Darby takes losses yeah, all the time. Yeah, but it doesn't really hurt him either because he's doesn't. reckless. So and, you can and he's roll small. Out. So he's small. Yeah, so people you know, like oh yeah he, he can you know afford to lose a yeah. few, but when he wins you're like oh shit he, it's a big know. deal. Yeah, but Sting has never lost. Sting actually has not lost a match since WrestleMania 2015 when he lost to Seth Rollins. Damn. Okay. I know. I, not that he's had that many yeah, matches no, out but, anywhere else. Yeah, so I just, I would be a little bit bummed if Sting's first loss in AEW came in a six-man tag match. Yeah. I'd like it to be more significant. But then hopefully maybe you just get a DQ or something, or you get a, you know... You can protect him. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, but I'm not going to pick against him yeah. just because, like I said, it's a, he's earned, to me, he's earned that free pass. Yeah. He's sense. on that Roman Reigns level where I'm not going to pick, if it's a title until match. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to pick against Roman Reigns until I'm wrong right. for picking Roman Reigns. Makes sense. So uh, let's go on. We got a bunch of titles going yeah. on. Some new, some old. Let's talk about the AEW Women's World Championship match. Uh, we got Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. This is an interesting one. Not a lot of build up to it. Unfortunately, much like most of Thunder Rosa's title run, it's been they a haven't lackluster. been. They, it's been lackluster. Yeah. I think a big part of that was the Owen Hart tournament took a lot of the attention away from the women's division. That coupled with the fact that I'm sorry, but Jade Cargill is the face of their division. Yeah, I don't care who the AEW champion is. That's their darling. That's who they're pushing to the moon. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think more than anything, Thunder Rosa has just been a victim of circumstance and not really getting the spotlight that she deserves. Right. Because my God, when they give it to her, holy crap, that lights out match with Britt Baker. Like, I mean, she can tear the house down. Tony Storm's an interesting one. Normally, because of the lack of buildup, I'd say this is easily Thunder Rosa. But because they've done so little with her... The other Tony, the Tony in the back, Tony Khan, yeah. might just be going, you know what, let's just hit the reset button. I think this is a, not a stretch where it'll be a hot potato of the title. Between but, the two? Well, not or between just the two, but it's in general. You okay. will see a few more title changes instead of a significantly long run like uh, Britt Baker had. Right. You know, you'll see shorter runs and a few, a couple champions along that. And they and have... And it's okay with this belt. You know, it's... Yeah. Um... 
it's not going to hurt him because it's very... I, I'm surprised it's Tony Storm considering Ruby Soho was just there like in the final. Right. And had know, won like, the... the you, uh, know, or, you know, was in the finals right. of the tournament. Tony you know, Storm lost in the semifinals. Right, so it's like, why is Tony getting... I mean, obviously she, you know, has a little bit more pull, you know, having mental receives, you know, sure. like, you know, stuff like that. So maybe that's part of the draw. Um, you could get, you know, hey, Tony Storm, you know, she's... You know, we get viewers for that. I don't know. I kind of thought it would have been Ruby just because, like, she's... You know, proven it, but right. Tony Storm's Tony Storm. Yeah, I do feel I wouldn't be surprised Tony Storm is going to win this one just because of the fact that yes, it feels like Thunder Rosa's uh, title reign has been lackluster. Yeah, and it's almost one of they they want to just get a shot in the arm right away. What other way to do that than to have a title change? Sure, especially on a show like this. Sure. So for that, I'm going with Tony. Alright, so. I'm I'm we're differing here okay. as well. I'm gonna take Thunder, but it, I'm real 50-50 on this one. Right. I'm not confident either way. And I mean Tony you I think this is gonna be a great match because I think you got two women in here who just more than any other aspect <coughs> of professional wrestling, they just love being in the ring yeah. and actually doing it. So I think we're gonna get a killer match if Tony wins. I'm not going to be disappointed because Thunder's run hasn't been that great, but I personally have such a soft spot for Thunder Rosa. Oh, for sure. She's great. Like, I and love she's her. She's super personable. And, um, she ha- and I do want to give her credit. They haven't given her much to work with on the microphone or even with her rivalries, mm-hmm. but she has brought the fire with her outfits every yes. time. When she came out in the mariachi outfit, yeah, was I was losing yeah. it, man. Uh, she's a solid presentation. Solid. Pre- that's pre- she. Yeah. She's got her presentation game is. And it's not her. You know, like, like you said, the everything is great. You know, her passion, her outfits, everything. It's just it's shame on AEW for not giving her more of a threat to yeah. go against. Now it's, that's the thing, and maybe shame on me for making the pick, but it's like. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Like, all right, hey, Tony Storm's getting a shot. Yeah. You know, um, it's like, where was the bill? Like, you could have had a, this could be your blow off match had sure. they had a match, you know, a couple weeks ago or something. But right. now it just feels like, just here you it go. It just got shoehorned in. Yeah. But like I said, I'm just so worried about Thunder Rosa's, like, lackluster run, not for anything that she's done. Sure. But just how AEW's done it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's do, I think the. I know we just did a title match. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, uh, we have... Uh, there's only one, one more two, non-title three. match. Yeah, I was going to say, for the, we have five more title matches, in my yeah. understanding. All right, so let's do the last non-title match that we have here. It's uh, Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki with Ty Conti taking on Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Sounds about right, yeah. So the caveat in this is the winning team receives the man advantage for blood and guts right. so the team gets to go in there first personally so here's my train of thought i think jericho's team is losing blood and guts mm-hmm. typical wrestling psychology says give them the win here right because you want to like give that false you sense know, of like oh shit they can't overcome they, they can't yeah, you know yeah. they're they're too hot they're gonna win I totally see them losing at Blood and Guts, so I'm going to give them the win here. Also, very much I'm going to give them the win here because they're the heels. The winning team receives the man advantage of Blood and Guts, and when does the heel team not get the advantage right. in and a especially, war game? Right, you know it's going to come down to Kingston and Jericho. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's going to be the thing. And maybe that's what causes for Jericho you know, and uh, uh, Guevara and Suzuki to win this one is like, you know, Kingston's wine, you know, like rage going after Jericho or something like that. But then 
with blood and guts, it's contained, you know, yeah. it's in a cage. Now you could be hyper focused on sure, it. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's gonna it could cost him here in a situation and, where it wouldn't cost him anything. And what's kind of weird is you have Kingston, uh, Shota, and you have uh, Yuta, which obviously Shota is um, you know, shooters he's uh, Moxley's protege, okay. right? And then you have Yuta, you know, also another protege. Under BCC, yeah. But how does Kingston fit into this? Nothing about this. You have Jericho, you have Guevara. They're your Jericho Appreciation Society, all that shit. They've worked together before. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you have you know and inner circle. And inner circle. That's what I'm saying. Then you got Suzuki. He's just a fucking mad grandpa. Right. You know, killer right. grandpa. Yeah. So those three are gonna work together. They're gonna yeah. be able to you know work together. more of a team. More of a team. Work you know cohesive. Kingston, he's gonna be a fucking you know wild card. Yeah. He's gonna be blind with rage. Yeah. And then Utah, you know. And shooter, they they're just going to be in there like, hey, we're supposed to win the match, you know. Yeah. So it it's just going to be disorganized on one side, where the other side is going to be, you know, working well together. Working well together, and that's what I think is going to ultimately cause for Jericho, you know, and them to win. Yeah. So we're on the same page. We're on the same page with that. I also got to say, I think this is where I think you're going to see a lot of color in this match. I think there's oh, going to be a lot of blood. I think Jericho's getting busted up. Oh, like, I th- I th- I would guess four of the six. Get busted over. Yuta's gonna be a bloody mess, I'm sure, just like you know he did with uh, you know their match, you know, yeah. for him to get yeah. get into Blackpool and everything. We know Suzuki's not. Suzuki's gonna fucking bleed. <laughs> so Jericho will bleed. He might come to the ring bloody. Yeah, like, you know. he might bust something over his own head before he gets out there. But I think you're gonna get a lot of color in it because it's also because again, this is to tease and for bloody. Sammy's gonna do something and potentially kill himself. I don't know. He usually does. It's just. It's it's gonna it, it there's gonna be a lot of chaos in yes. this match I feel, um, all right so everything else on the card is there's a title belts. match yeah uh, all the belts baby uh, let's go with uh, let's go with the match that I'm honestly probably most excited about on this entire card and that's the three way winner take all tag team match for both the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship and the IWGP Tag Team Championship. You got FTR, the current Ring of Honor champions. You've got United Empire, which is Great Khan and Jeff Cobb, who I think we've not seen the greatness in Jeff Cobb yet. Like it's we it's the few times he's been on AEW, I, he has not gotten a shine. Gotcha. And then the sort of wild card team in here is Rapongi Vice, uh, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero. You could kind of make a case for any team winning this. Um, what I will say, I'm picking FTR. I'll just be right up front. Yeah, I already wrote mine down as FTR, yeah. but I would not be surprised, you know, seeing a Rapungi Vice potential win. But, but if if they do, and I see them pinning United Empire, I don't see FTR taking the no, loss no, no, in no, this. No, no. Whether they win the match or not, I don't think they're going to take the loss. <coughs> but just this, FTR is the hottest team in all of pro wrestling right now. Yeah. These guys are so over. It's it's insane. Like, all they do is put on five-star matches. When Dax Harwood was fighting solo, all it's, he was, was doing... all solid. Solid know? matches. Week in, week out. These guys are so high. I'm cash. I'm like, hey, buddy, you might... Uh, like, I don't want you to get left behind. <laughs> you don't want to be Marty Jannetty. Yeah, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Not party Marty, man. So, uh, but I think this has got to be FTR. I think this is going to just, I think this is the match that very well might steal the show uh, just because it's, I, everybody in here is just crazy talented. I am curious because I do know they plan on launching a weekly Ring of Honor uh, television show again. 
And so for that reason alone, I can see Rapungi Vice possibly playing spoiler if that's a team that they kind of have shoehorned to be a Ring of Honor team. Right. Because like, I don't think because FTR will show up on Ring of Honor, but they're not going to be a Ring of Honor team. No, they won't be showcased. No, like you said, no, they're, they're going to be showcased on AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they should be because they're yeah. that damn good. Uh, so eventually they're going to have to drop those Ring of Honor belts, but I just don't see it being here uh, in this scenario against these teams, like I said, just with how much just pure momentum they have going for them right now. Yeah. I, I think this is... I'm not going to call it my lock of the night, but I think it's... Uh, I think it's if I were to put money on this one, it definitely would be... Uh, I think I would bet, you know, FTR. I would have to put my money on FTR. Totally, totally. Um, um, yeah, for sure. So then we have... Let's go with... Uh, uh, let's go with the AEW All Atlantic Championship. <laughs> Don't know why it's called the All Atlantic Championship. Uh, yeah, considering, <laughs> considering it's all over the world. But right. I made uh, not to keep bringing up the uh, the BCP. Hey man, plug it. But I gotta plug it, man. It's my boy. We love Rob shows. Williams, and he's done so much for me and for this show that I gotta give him love. Uh, but I made a very good point on that show where you know people were, were dogging it at the name of it and how stupid it is given that it's an international title. Why not call it something like the global title or the international title? Well, look, all I'm saying is all the oceans and all the water connects. So there's Atlantic Ocean water in it's, these other parts and right. that's good so look there's Atlantic water everywhere there's the spicy Atlantic yeah, there's, spicy. there's the there's the, the cold, north Atlantic yeah. the cold Atlantic the spicy Atlantic the west and the east Atlantic well, they're all Atlantic it's all connected it's all connected uh, it's a it's a four way match I believe, but I don't think it's elimination I think it's first fall to a, I believe, yeah, it's just first, first fall. fall to a win and so we've got Pac Miro, Malachi Black, and it was supposed to be Ishii from New Japan, but he has a fever or something, so he can't come over. And so now it's Clark Connors, who is an American, but he fights pretty much exclusively for New Japan, and he actually lost to Ishii in their qualifying match okay, so to get yeah, here. Yeah. So he's sort of like the, the second-place guy. They right. had a little four-man tournament. He won the first match. He lost to Ishii. So it makes sense to plug him in here. Uh, you know, this is one where I can really see any of these guys winning depending on what they want to do with this title because we don't know what the purpose of this title is. There's already a secondary title in AEW. We already have the TNT Championship, right. you know. So is this just another secondary title? I've heard that it's mainly going to be a title that is <coughs> defended on AEW but against people that are coming over from other promotions. So it's very much almost going to sort of be like a... And tonight, the uh, the All-Atlantic Championship will be defended, right. but we don't know against two. Right, it's gonna sort of yeah, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, like John Cena open challenge kind yeah. of style. Um, so for that reason, I'm, I'm leaning against... Uh, Clark Connors. Because unless he's going to be on AEW week in and week out... Originally, I was thinking it was going to be a title that was mainly going to be defended in other promotions. Right. And so I was leaning toward the New Japan person for that reason. But with this information, assuming my information is correct, where it's mainly going to be defended on AEW, that changed my line of thinking. I think you can make strong cases for Pac, Malachi Black, or Miro. I think they all are worthy of being a champion. We know they can put on great matches. So I'm making my pick based on the eye test. And I'm going, who looks the best with gold around their waist? And to me, that's Miro. I think it just fits his persona. It fits his personality. We 
you you can't have him be a believable like dominating force if he keeps taking these losses. Right. And it's not like he's losing all the time, but he's taking losses. I think this is a great opportunity for him to get a win, get gold back on him, and reestablish him as this dominant big man because I'm also really hoping, praying, that eventually this leads to Miro versus Wardlow because I want to see big, beefy men slapping meat. Slapping meat, Just yeah. slapping meat. So I'm going to go with Miro, but I, I think any of the AEW <coughs> standards, Pac, Miro, or Malachi... Could easily take this. Who do you have? Um, uh, or I mean, Clark Connors, if you want to go out on a limb. No, I'm not going to go on that far out on a limb. <laughs> uh, initially, I was going to go out on a limb and say uh, uh, Pack, just because you know he's been there from the start. You know, they've not really not to say he hasn't been rewarded for all his hard work. You know, and the stuff that he's done in. But I ultimately see uh, Pack and Malachi Black crossing paths, but in a trios. Yeah. You know, four or something. House of Black versus Death Triangle. Yeah, and eventually possibly even for, you know, a trios title if they ever decide to pull the trigger on that. When will they do that? With the amount of, you know, tag teams and trios that you have or, you know... Factions. Factions. That it's almost fitting that you would have a trios, especially considering how much they borrow inspiration from New Japan. You right. Know, in which they have, you know, a trios title and, and stuff like that. And Lucha Libre wrestling, exactly. which has trios... I mean, English. shit, that's where trios matches came right. from. So you have two of the best Lucha, you know, Libre yeah. guys in your, you know, promotion. So why not utilize that? Um, so, yeah, with that, I'm switching. I'm thinking you make a compelling argument that Miro looks the best. You know, yeah. like, it's just... It tracks with... Okay, this guy should have a belt on him. It's more believable, you know, for his dominance when he does have a belt on. And I feel um, if it is an open challenge type of scenario, I feel like I would have a hard time believing Pac would have a deep run with it just because he's a smaller guy. And I mean, God, I think the world of him and his talent. Right, his ability. Yeah, but if... If this is going to be someone that a lot of people are going to come in and put good matches on but ultimately lose against, I think it's got to be Miro or Black. And I just don't see the point. Miro's already had a secondary title, so they're putting him in that spot. I don't want to see Malachi Black go for a title unless it's either becoming the first part of the first trios champions, so he's got that inaugural title, or going for the AEW championship. Yeah, the, I mean, you guys, the, the, high, the how, sights have to be set high. How sick would Black yeah. versus either Moxley or Punk, Punk be? Yeah. Not to not to spoil my future prediction, hey. uh, but like, come on. So I yeah, think I think is... you want to I think you want to save it. Yeah. for that. Like yeah. I would want to save Malachi Black's first title match. I don't. I wouldn't want to use it on anything other than the world championship. Right, and it's unbelievable that you could eventually see Black going up up against Moxley or Punk. Because, yeah, like you know, he's been established as a force. Whether it was you know back when he was in NXT as Alistair's Black, you know, so it's like yeah, it it's believable. So it yeah, I would love to. Even if he doesn't ultimately win, I would love to see him challenge for that. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, since I kind of uh, <laughs> since I kind of spoiled it. Uh, let's do the AEW World Championship. Let's do the AEW World Championship match. We'll end with the uh, with the IWGP no, titles. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, as fun and shocking as it would be for Tanahashi to beat Moxley, especially in a scenario where it's 
where it's an interim champion. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's a big factor. There's a little, yeah, there's not as much pressure to be, hey, you're the guy that we're putting everything behind. Right, and from a different promotion. You know, right, like, from a different promotion. Because I hate to say it, and, and I spent a lot of time on the BCP arguing this with people, where they were saying that, you know, that it, just because they're labeled as the interim champion, it, it doesn't diminish it doesn't diminish their yeah, or title or whatever. I disagree. I think it does. I think just using the word interim, because here's how I would say it in a sentence and tell me if this is not how most people would say it. John Moxley is the interim world champion, uh, but CM Punk's the real champ. If I'm using the word real right. to describe one of them, but the not why the other. bring it up? This yeah. yeah. So it does that it gives me a little bit of a doubt if they if CM Punk forfeited the title and this was to declare the force new, to relinquish it and stuff like that yeah, yeah yeah and this was for I would say 100% Moxley yeah because anytime there's an interim title holder it ultimately culminates with having a match with the person that comes back who had initially you know mm-hmm. given up the belt or you know had to step away so it's like and so far they've only done that once in AEW it was Sammy and Cody Sammy was the interim champion, yeah. dropped it right to Cody. Right. So track record is telling right. me whichever one of these two guys wins, they're losing to Punk when Punk comes back. Yeah. That's what I'm believing. So because of that, I'm not going to say it's 100% Moxley. I'm still going to say I'm like 88% sure it's Moxley. Yeah, I, and I think especially if Punk were coming back sooner than right. later... You can get away with Tanahashi. Sure, but we don't know. We don't That's know. I mean, we don't just, you know, just coming off surgery, you know, you don't know what the timetable is like yeah. that. I mean, you know, I don't want to speculate, but you got to remember he's a little bit older now. Sure. You know, so sure. his recovery time's a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but you don't know. So right. that's that. I think that's a big factor. But if it's like a longer time period, a few months where he's going to be out, easier pick to put out Moxley. Absolutely. Um, but if you were like, oh, he's only going to be out a month. Then you maybe get away you with Tanahashi yeah. being carrying your belt for a few weeks. Absolutely. Until Punk comes back, and then Punk and you're like, hey, you're on notice till I get, you know, I'm back yeah. in a few weeks. Yeah. Then let's go. And I know Punk really wants to face Tanahashi. Yes. He's said that. Yeah. He has said that openly. Um. um so maybe I mean, it's a possibility, but I, like I said, I just don't know the time frame for his return. Yeah. And especially with so many guys being out. Sure. Uh, not only just Punk, but everyone else. It's easier to just throw. Throw everything on Moxley, like, hey, you've already held the company, you know, yeah. held it up for us before. Need you to do it again, bud. Yep. So And to be fair to Mox, I think Mox has earned this because oh, his first sure. his first title run was in front of no people. Right. You know, it was it was during it was the pandemic. Like right. he won it and then like a week later and not only that, you know, he's br- helps bridge that gap between her, you know, New Japan and AEW. Absolutely. As much as, you know, everyone will say Young Bucks and, you know, Cody and those guys, because they were yeah. already over there. The fact that Mox is willing to go over there at the drop of a hat yeah. and have match these bangers and matches. I think that says more about those guys, even you know, more to those guys. Yeah, I think that really helped convince New Japan that okay, they're they're not just trying to use us and get away. They yeah. want to build a real partnership relationship. And, yeah, you know, they they want this not just for a one and done. Yeah, you know, like they say, let's say they did with WCW and like you know uh, Japan. Yeah, back in the day. absolutely. Yeah, they want this to be. Don't be surprised if there's another Forbidden Door next year. Oh, yeah. Or something. This is a yearly thing. Yeah. And possibly in Japan. Right? I can hey, see the next... fucking Tokyo Dome or something? Yeah. I can totally it's, see it. It's kind of hot. Like, yeah, right? That'd right? be pretty fucking... Who's to say it doesn't build towards that? It so. could. It could. 
But yeah, I, I got Max in this. You got Max. Yeah, I got Max. Yeah. Just because okay. it, it it's just an easier story or story to write. And like you said, it's Max has put in the work. So. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can't tell me you're not excited for a CM Punk John Moxley match. Oh my <laughs> God! Give it to me, please. Um, all right, so we got two more yep. matches on this card, both for IWGP titles. Uh, the United States IWGP <laughs> Heavyweight Championship. Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. Man, I'm pumped for this. Yeah, this, is gonna be, this is gonna be probably the funnest match Agreed. of the whole card. You Agreed. Know? What are your thoughts on this? Who, um, what are you thinking? I like. I don't want to speculate, but I also heard that rumor is they got the rights for uh, uh, Orange Cassidy's original uh, music for Jane. I heard that too. So you know that's pretty big. Yeah. You know, obviously. Uh, you know, everyone's more, you know, used to the Pixies, you know, for best right, friends yeah. and everything like that, which is cool. But, you know, it's kind of a big get, but it's, you know, th- is this one of those where you, you know, do you see someone like Orange Cassidy taking a belt from, you know, someone like Will Ospreay, you know, from another promotion? Yeah. That's, but hear me out. If anyone could eat that loss and make it work, Will Ospreay could. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Like, I don't know if you know much about it. Like he's, I don't. This he's, is actually he's I, actually really hot right now, but he's actually been you know a solid wrestler you know for the past you know several years. Yeah, I've um, heard his name brought up for a long time, but I just it's one of those you know he was in New Japan and yeah. I just wasn't watching New Japan. No, he's definitely a guy. Like if you want to just poke your head in every once in a while, who check out New Japan stuff, definitely you know worth keeping an eye on. Sure. Um. Yeah, I'm an Orange Cassie. You know, love OC, for, uh, fanatic. So would I love to see him win a match like this? Yes. But with how big of a name, you know, like how much of a heater Osprey's been on, you know, almost reinventing his character, you know, being, you know, a stronger guy and everything now, it'll be a great match, but I ultimately see Osprey just coming out on top, you know? Yeah. I I have to agree. I, um, because Cassidy, though, like we were saying with, uh, you know, with, um, I'm drawing a blank right now. Gun Club. Yeah. And even points that I've made for people like Seth Rollins, where the character is so strong. Yeah. And the character is not really affected by wins or losses. Right. Orange, you know, is... Cassidy has the the equivalent of, let's say, like a SEC team losing early on. Sure. It's a quality loss. Right. He could still get elevated into... You know the playoff contention, right, or whatever, right. yeah, just by the name alone. And yeah. Like, yeah, he lost, but it was an early loss, and he made it look good. He looked good. In he the looked loss. good in the loss so and built his way back up. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying you won't discredit him for it. Right, you know, respect him more. Sure, he lost, but hey, he went toe to toe. He's gone toe to toe with Kenny Omega. Right, absolutely. Who to say he wouldn't do the same for Osprey? Like, lest we forget. So yeah, they, I. I agree. It's I. It's going to be a banger of a match. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, this will probably be one of the more entertaining match and fun matches of the whole night. For sure, for sure. All right. So that takes us now to the four way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Really interesting to see yeah. how this is going to go. You got your champion Jay White just won the title about eight days ago. Took it off of Okada. Mm-hmm. Okada is also in the match. They're representing New Japan, and then we've got uh, we got the Adams <laughs> representing AEW. Hangman Adam Page, who has plenty of experience right. uh, in New Japan, also former world champion AEW, and Adam Cole Bebe <laughs> uh, rounding this card out. It's believable that any of these guys could win. Right. I'm. 
I'm struggling to believe mainly also because going on my previous picks, I'm, I'm, I'm picking a lot of AEW people. <laughs> I'm having a hard time believing that this is going to be won by either of the Adams. I'd love to see it just because I, I like to get swerved. I like to get shocked. Yeah. But I think this comes down to Jay White and Okada. Yeah. And it's really, you know, I don't know what New Japan's plan is for the future. And so that's why we're kind of like as... as m- much as we can guess, we really don't know what the future for this belt is. But what I do know is that at least on AEW programming, Jay White, like they make this guy out to be like he's, he's on a whole other level. He's been on another level. And I don't know if you've seen any of the promos. He's cut, you know, uh, that they've been highlighted, especially with after him winning the belt. You know, he he basically said like everyone's on notice. You know, and, yeah. and his words were, you know, if there were. If it weren't for him, you know, beating Kenny Omega, like guys like that, you know, when he did, there would be no AEW. Right, right, right. Because without him winning, Kenny Omega doesn't jump ship. Right, right. You know, he doesn't, you know, so. Strong uh, words. Yeah, it's very strong words coming from Switchblade. So, but I love it. You know, that's why they're building him. You know, he's, he is the top of the mountain. You know, it's him and Okada over, you know, in New Japan. So. You know, he's been on the rise for the last, the last few years, especially with Bullet Club. And that's what is interesting about this one. You have, you know, a current, you know, Bullet Club leader. And then you have two former Bullet Club members, yeah. you know, in this match itself. Yeah. You know, how does that come to factor, if anything? You sure. know, because you got Bullet Club's mark all over this pay-per-view. Oh, I, yeah. I am, am a firm believer that someone from the New Japan faction shows up tonight. Oh, I, I could totally see like that. Like I said, Grills of Destiny, Bad Luck Fale, you know, someone. Someone's going to show up because Bullet, that is Bullet Club's MO. You know, yeah. like if you watch any of the New Japan pay-per-views, they have, they're like the NWO. They have no they, problem sticking yeah, their they'll business. they'll run in. Right. So, hey, will that be a factor here? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I'm right there with you. It's definitely going to come down to either Jay White or Akata, um, just with how soon the belt changed. Yeah. I don't ultimately see like finding that out definitely makes it interesting. Like, had Jay White had it for longer, you know, okay, I can definitely see Justify dropping it. But this is like your belt of belts, you know, yeah. in Japan. Like, you don't want to hot potato this thing around unless it's going back to the guy who just had, right? Yeah. But ultimately, with how you know you you mentioned how AEW, not just New Japan, but AEW is building Jay White of showing, hey, this is the guy. Yeah. Like, this is our Kenny Omega. Yeah. Or this is our, you know, like, he is the top of the mountain. Um, he is the one that has everyone on notice. Yeah. And for that, I, I think this is right now, this is Jay White's time. Like, he's going to walk out, you know, still on top. Um, don't be surprised if there is some sort of, you know, trickery, you know, make sure that he walks out. Yeah, there's shenanigans to make sure he still walks out with the belt. Sure. But that'll set up, you know, don't be surprised if you get a Hangman Page and Adam Cole match, right. you know, out of this and another Okada and Jay White. Yeah, setting up things for the future. Yeah. And uh, the last note that I want to say on this before we move to WWE is I think that really, if the, I think the, <coughs> one of the main goals of this pay-per-view should be to get people like me who don't watch New Japan right. to go... 
I gotta watch New Japan. So if this ends, a lot of people are saying this might be the main event over Mox and Tanahashi. I believe that. Um, If this is the main event, I can totally see some shenanigans and outside interference happening because then I'm gonna go, wait, what's that? Who's that? Why are they going on? What's going on? Oh, well, how do I watch New Japan? Because now I gotta see what's going on with that. Right. One of their goals should be to get me, an AEW fan, more interested in New Japan as a whole product. And I think a great way to do that is, like you said, getting in these other Bullet Club members, a lot lot of chaos, a lot of, oh my God, what's happening sort of stuff. I think that's really going to go a long way in accomplishing their goal, especially, like we were saying, if this is going to be something that becomes a yearly thing, which I hope it does. I hope it does. It it definitely will be a new, you know, shot in the arm pay-per-view wise uh, especially for AEW you know it's just yeah you have to do it right like I said if we're gonna do it every year make it a Saturday <laughs> make sure. it you know sure yeah please please <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's switch gears here. Let's go over to WWE Money in the Bank. We will be in attendance. Yeah, but uh, I'm still debating. I'm uh, I might I might pack the microphone. Yeah, we might we way. might have to do an immediate uh, I mean, immediate uh, response. You know, after, yeah, after after it's over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why can I think of the word? The um, like oh, the instant reaction. reaction. Yeah, yeah instant. Really, yeah. Might have to do an instant reaction episode on Saturday night. I'm all about it, dude. Let's do it. Uh, we'll do it on the casino floor. I'm sure they love having microphones <laughs> on there. Um, but we've only got six matches listed, and we don't even have two of these matches complete yet. Uh, the two Money in the Bank matches, we'll save those for the end because I think those are the most interesting. We'll start with the women's titles. We've got Ronda Rousey versus Natalia um, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I like Natty. I think she's one of those people. I mean, she is the definition of a journeyman. In, yeah, you know, she's, she's a worker. She's the utility player yeah. for them. I think you know, it's I think it's going to be a good match because Natty doesn't have bad matches. No. But I just don't see any way that the person that's going to take the belt off Ronda Rousey is going to be someone that hasn't even sniffed the world title in a decade. No. So I think this is Ronda Rousey all the way. And yeah, I, don't, Ronda, I don't think there's too much to say on it, no, really. No, it's Ronda all day. And then, you know, my understanding is they're slowly building to her, possibly her and uh, Shayna Baszler or something, which would be a more believable program, Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's a good uh, stepping stone. You know, and Shayna uh, right now is sort of in... She's aligned with... Um, uh, Sonya Deville, uh, also a legitimate fighter. Right. Uh, so I can, I would be, yeah. If this was Ronda against uh, Sonya with Shayna or Shayna with Sonya in her right. corner, I could see how they might possibly do something. But with it just being Ronda versus Natty straight up, I think this is Ronda all day. Natty's going to tap to the arm bar. We're going to make Ronda look strong. That's what she's here to do. That or she or Ronda's an asshole and she puts her in the sharpshooter. Gets her to smack the sharpshooter. Natty won't tap to the no. sharpshooter. Nat, I don't believe. Natty I wouldn't. Tap I wouldn't like it, but I could. I could see them trying. I possibly. I. I would be really disappointed if that's how it ends. Uh, the other women's title match is Bianca Belair versus Carmella. This was decided by a fatal five-way, in which I did not see Carmella winning. Um, I'm glad they've gotten away from the uh, the stupid man in the iron mask mask yeah. that she was wearing um i think they were trying to do like when uh cody Rhodes. yeah they were trying Dashing to cody Rhodes. Yeah. yeah um but it just it never worked for me uh, she seems to be a little bit 
back more. I mean, she's still healed, but she's into that more, like, I'm, I'm fun and, like, I don't take life too seriously because yeah. I, like, this version of Carmella and most versions of Carmella, it feels like wrestling is not her top priority. No, it's you know what I mean? just being a personality. <laughs> yeah, thing, you know? yeah. And her with Corey Graves is great and then yeah. working that in and Corey just gushing over on the microphone. <laughs> Uh, I, I think this is a, a, a defense as well. I think Bianca Belair has definitely got this. Yeah. But I have to say, I am excited to be seeing a new match. I'm excited to yeah. see Bianca versus somebody that's not Becky Lynch, and we're starting something new, yeah. we're starting something fresh. Is it going to be anything more than a one-off? Probably not. But at least we're getting a new look. We're going to see what Bianca can do against someone with a very a different skill pro, set. Yeah. So I'm excited for it because like, I'm not going to lie and I might get shit for this. I don't care about Bianca Belair nearly as much as most people. Like I, I'm not rooting for her in this, like, that's my girl, that's my I love her kind my, of yeah. way. I respect the hell out of her. I think she's a great worker. But I, do, I don't live and die with Bianca. Yeah. You know, I'm just not there. It's, it's almost the same thing with, like, there, this is the Thunder Rosa situation. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just it's, in, in WWE. It's like, I, sh- I should want to care that Bianca Belair is a champion, champion, and I do, because I know that she has it, but... I'm just not interested in yeah. like where the story is progressing. Same, you know. Same, but if we get a great match out of this, maybe it gets me to care about her a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, for sure. Maybe at least I do me. care. It's just like it's almost on WWE. It's like this is your champ. You should be feeding you know matches to her. Like you know that we're walking away from. Like damn, you know the champ yeah. put on a good one. And yeah. It's like you know nothing against Carmella. It's like. I feel like Carmella should be more in the Money in the Bank match. It's Absolutely. Mella like, is money. Yeah, right. Hello. You know, but I would much rather her see her in the Money in the Bank than just, all right, suddenly going up against the champ. Totally. You know? No. I, I mean, it, it, but then again, that's how we get shoehorned into another, you know, Becky or Asuka or like the same, you know, people that have been cycled in and out. But, right. So I, I it, But because it's Carmella, it's like, all right, I already know, hey, Becky's or uh, Bianca's winning. Yeah. You know? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I don't see any change in either of those title matches happening. Um, God, these are all title matches besides the yeah. Money in the Bank. Uh, let's go over, uh, do a few things that the men are talking about. Uh, we've got uh, Theory versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. This is an interesting one to me. Um, I'm going to make you answer first. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's an interesting one, you know, especially like how theory is like been. Oh, this is the next guy we're gonna build him up, you know, and then it's like he takes a few losses, but like, oh, here's the belt, you know, it's like he like, doesn't kind stay of, away that. They're long, kind of ping ponging him around, yeah. you know, so you don't really get a, you don't can't put your finger on the pulse of like what you know what's actually going on. I don't. Also, I think theory wins, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's it is interesting that he's going up against Lashley because like, hey, this guy, like I've said before, like. Should be kind of putting some, you know, some heat around. Like, hey, yeah. this guy's, you know, this is Bobby Lashley. He is a force. Uh, lest we forget, he just had, you know, he was not too he's far removed. World from champion. World champ. So and lost his belt in a really <coughs> shitty way. Yeah. Uh, um, so I can believe him winning. Um, I just I think if they're especially you know men like they're supposed to be pushing theory. Why would you have? Why would you suddenly have him lose his belt unless yeah. it's to go after another one? And yes. And yeah. I don't think Theory is at that point where no, he's ready. But to I saw that. I still, I just, I say we stay the course, and you know, Theory walks out. You know, still champ. All right, I, I see that. 
Here's what's given me major pause on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been try, especially knowing that I'm going to Money in the Bank. I've been trying my damnedest to like watch all of Raw and all yeah, SmackDown yeah. and really do it. The Lashley celebrations after he wins go for minutes. Gotcha. Like it's a lot yeah, of like him on. celebrating in the ring and doing that with the the theme song, doing the you yeah. know the to the yeah, beats so and the, the dancing crowd, to it. Like, he just, with the other week, he grabbed that kid's title belt that was in the yeah. front row and was running around with it. Now it was the WWE title, it right. wasn't so the like US it. title. But I've, I want Theory to win because right. I like what they're doing with him. But I just have this feeling that Bobby Lashley is going to win. So I'm going with Bobby Lashley. Um, I think ultimately they're setting Bobby Lashley up for a world title run. Okay. So I don't think, or at least a, a, a world title match. Yeah. So I don't think this is going to be a long run for him and I can absolutely see, see him dropping it right back to theory. Yeah, just potato um, it. Yeah, potato it. But I, th- I'm just getting the impression based on the way that they are presenting him on TV that they, that Bobby Lashley is not done with the world title picture yet. Um, so I think if you want to give him some credibility, you know, you had him beat Omos and MVP in a, in a handicap match. Uh, if he can do that, yeah, right. why can't he beat Theory? And it's not, I mean, who's in Theory's corner? Mr. McMahon. I don't think Mr. McMahon is yeah, running down and interfering. No, and, if he does, it's like, hey, oh, man. Oh, Lord, he's going to probably... <laughs> blow some quads out again. Yeah. Uh, but, so, I really see this being a straight-up one-on-one match, and I'm just not sure how we're getting to a theory victory. Right. So, with, again, with the way Bobby's been built up. Right. If this was Bobby Lashley with Lana it, in that world, right. yeah. theory all day. But I think they're really making Lashley look they're strong, strong yeah. yeah so I got Lashley going <laughs> right. so uh, the last match before we get to the Money in the Bank ladder matches we've got the Usos, Usos. against the Street Profits as uh, a match we've seen before it's I mean I don't know how many teams are left for the Usos to go through and that's why I'm surprised that you know this is long I mean you know nothing against them like this run has gone as long as it has sure. it's like who else can they really Go up against, you know... It's the same three teams yeah. that they just keep throwing at them. Um, I, I will say, the Street Profits, their promos are getting more serious, and yeah. I like to see that. They're still coming out with the solo cups shooting in right. there, so they're still kind of like the fun team, but they are getting a little bit more serious and yeah. a little bit darker. They need an edge. They sure. need an edge. They're starting to get the edge. Uh, I don't think... They have it enough yet to take the title off the Usos here. I see the Usos retaining, but uh, I can see a couple months down the line the Street Profits to be the one to take the title off the Usos. But they got to get grittier first. We're gotcha. see, we're seeing little seeds of it, but it they haven't gotten to that. Low. It's sort of like a couple months ago they were teasing a heel turn from them, yeah. and then that just kind of disappeared. I feel like we're getting that same sort of. A, a tease of something bigger or something new from this act. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those, like, it, I don't I don't know when the Usos will ever lose it. Like, Brian, I do want to pick the Street Profits, mm-hmm. but it's just hard for me to pick against the Usos right now. I hear you. Especially, you know, considering they've held the belts for so long. 
first team to have both at the same time, you mm-hmm. know, all that good stuff. Um, so, and, and, and like you've harkened on before, it's like, until I've seen them unseated, you know, unthrown, yeah. I can't pick against them. I hear you. You know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this, you know, because we talked about it before, when is, you know, the downfall of the bloodline and everything? I just got to happen at some point. It's got to happen at some point. I don't think this is the start of it at Money in the Bank, you know. I don't um, either. So, with that, I'm going to Usos. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I think the U.S. title is the only one we're different on so far. Yeah. So but far now we the... now we got some fun here. We've got the Money in the Bank matches. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the seven women have been announced. Three, four, five. Five of the eight yeah. men have been announced. Am I reading that right? Where no, there's, yeah, it's right. not. There's seven for the women, but eight for the men. One, two, three, four, five. And it says three participants to be determined. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, and one. So yeah, okay. So I guess we've got seven women in their match. We've got eight men in their match. We'll start with the women's match. Uh, got Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi, and one person to be determined. I have no idea who the TBD person is going to be. Um... Is there anybody that's out right now that would be a surprise, or is it just gonna be another qualifying match? Is it gonna be like Nikki Ashford's Dewdrop or something for it could be that last um, spot? I really don't know. It's hard to say, like especially with already having Alexa Bliss and uh, Asuka already in there. You right, know, like, right. Uh, What's also interesting to me is looking at this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Shotzi's the only heel, and she's barely a heel. Yeah, because it's like Lacey, you don't really know. You know, it's hard to say. Like, I know they were pushing it. Like, oh, she's... Well, like, they're pushing that narrative. Right. That's, that's a baby face Yeah, it's narrative. definitely a baby face, but I think she's better fit it as they, like, snobby, yeah. you know. Well, I didn't I didn't like her patriotic Miss USA no. baby face at all. No, um, that was weird, but I don't mind the Southern Belle, yeah. like, you know, attitude, yeah. like, heel type. Um, That's more better fitting. Uh, It... Especially with the promos that they had, you know, with reintroducing her, you know, coming back from, uh, you know, uh, giving birth and everything like that. I just don't think it's Lacey's time. It's, but yeah, I don't know who you can bring in that's a sudden, oh my God, you know? Yeah. So who do you got for this? Alexa Bliss. Okay. I don't know why. I just, like. This is a really hard one. It's a hard one. Like, I don't, uh, as much as I love Liv Morgan, Mm. she... She's never gone that like the, taking the next step. She up. hasn't, and, and they have given her chances. They've given her plenty of chances, especially the matches with Becky, yep. or, you know, and stuff like that. Um, I don't really, you know, Lacey again. I don't see her being the one to challenge on, you know, dethrone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Shotzi, I think she's just there. Yes, you know, unfortunately. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, I and Raquel. I mean. I think it's just, you know, too early or something like that for her. Mm-hmm. But, so I think Alexa, it's like, it's either going to come down to Alexa or, you know, TBD, but it really right. all depends on who the TBD is. Of course, is. of course. Um, it, it's not going to be Charlotte, I don't think, you know, like, I mean. <laughs> could be Charlotte. Could be, I mean, if it's Charlotte, then my money's on Charlotte. Yes, because you know, you're a smart man. Yeah, but it, it, like I said, I'm just going off the, the, these names, I'm going with Alexa, she just came back, you know, she's always been a fan favorite. Easy to put her, you know, right into it, you know, title hunt with the uh, strap. Sure. Anyway, you could even possibly get her, you know, 
challenging you know sooner than later right cashing in yeah so yeah and she she's had I believe she's had the money in the bank I believe she had it before, before. Yeah. Uh, done great stuff with it tell you what to me it's coming down to two people that you pretty much dismissed oh no shit I my brain I'm thinking either Lacey Evans or Raquel Rodriguez okay so just because of how you know they've been They've been pushing the hell out of Lacey in these promos. The promos have gone on for a long time. They did. It's... Raquel Rodriguez, I thought, was stellar in NXT. Yeah. She is very new. She is very young. but And she certainly doesn't need it yet. But she's she's a big girl. You know what I mean? She's right. got a lot of size. She's, she's going to be a threat with that title and... Or with that briefcase, and when is she going to cash in? She could do it at any time, and you do not want to have gone through, you know, a a, a, a no DQ match or a false count anywhere match, and then here comes stomping down to the ring, big ass Raquel Rodriguez, right. ready to do some damage. But you know what? I'm picking Lacey. You want Lacey? I'm picking Lacey. I don't like it. I I know. I like that's why I'm surprised to even hear those words I come up. I do up not like it. You know, I am not shy. I've never been a fan of Lacey Evans as any character that she's had. I don't get it. Especially but, like the her and the uh, Ric Flair thing. Oh yeah, it was, was so weird. So cringe. But just ba- it they the promos were so in depth. Like, in depth, no and it was go, week after yeah. week after week after week of these yeah. things. And it's not like, here's the thing on the screen, Veer's coming. And yeah, yeah. We're getting, like, I know Lacey Evans' entire right. life story. Right. Why do I know Lacey Evans' entire life story if you're going to put her in the mid-card? Yeah. Why do I know her entire life story if she's going to lose in the second round of the women's tag team tournament match? Which, by the way, what the hell is happening with that? I know. You announced something, and then, like, did they, like, oh, shit, like, we got to walk that back. <laughs> it's like... You know, you have almost all of your belts other than the IC belt, you know, right. up for uh, defense on yeah. this pay-per-view. And then yep. you have no... Yeah, you, yeah. Didn't, you just noticed that, right? Yeah. You all that? know. I just, I'm thinking maybe Gunter is one of the three TBD guys. That's possible. Yeah, because he's still got yeah. his episode of SmackDown. Right. You know, that's so. a big boy. But, you yeah. know, he'd be a threat, yeah. uh, especially in there. And that's someone you can eventually, you know, throw at Roman. You know, sure. That's a legit threat. Sure. Like, um, yeah. I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, what is going on with this? Like, why it's, don't you have your tag team? You know, it's like obviously you don't have the, you know, you don't have the two women that were holding the straps. So right, uh, why aren't you having like at least a qualifier match? Yeah, there's not this? even like there's not even teams that no, are being formed. No, I don't. I think they may be waiting after this pay per view, or I don't know. Maybe yeah, and because we, we were discussing before we came on the air if. If this tag tournament is going to be filled with a bunch of women who are in the Money in the Bank ladder match, it might kind of give away who's not going to yeah. win. So maybe that's the reason why. But either way, it's very weird. Um, but so yeah, that takes us to the men's Money in the Bank match. We've got Seth freaking Rollins, uh, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, almost Sami Zayn, and three participants still to be determined. <coughs> you assume that they're going to be announced on Raw and SmackDown. I don't think there's going to be any total surprise. Personally, I feel John Cena is going to be one of the uh, participants to be determined. He's going to be on tomorrow's episode of Raw. uh, And I I don't think he's there just for pomp and circumstance. I think he's there for a purpose. I can see him being confronted by someone like Sami Zayn or Seth Rollins and like 
messing yeah. with them. And I also, my the real reason why I believe, if I'm putting on my uh, my business hat and my business pants, uh, you know, Money in the Bank was supposed to be in a stadium. And that got relocated to an arena because they couldn't sell tickets. I don't know how they're doing for SummerSlam with the selling of the tickets, but you've got a main event that is old. It's older than most of my wardrobe, okay? <laughs> you've got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the billionth time. I can see as a shot in the arm, bringing Cena in, Cena winning, and saying, I'm cashing in. I'm cashing in at SummerSlam because now you get a triple threat match and I think you get much more intrigue you and you got people buying tickets because now they're seeing something they have not seen before. Right, right. We've seen Roman and Brock right. a million times. So... I could see that possibly happening. I think he, regardless of whether he wins or not, I think he is in the, whether he wins the Money in the Bank or not, Cena will be in the match. The other two, TBD, I'm not sure. I I think Gunter is a great possibility. He's your Intercontinental Champion. He's a big boy, but I mean, you've already got Sheamus, Drew, and Omos in there. You've got big boys in there. You could always throw someone like Ricochet in there for some moves that you know they're never going to win. Um... I'd, I mean, I, you're, I know I'm not going to get any argument from you here. I'd love to see KO in this match. I would love to. I, I don't know if he's done with Elias and right, Ezekiel. No, you can even have even either Elias you or have both of them. you yeah. know, in the... Or both. Yeah. Those you could have, have both in brothers match. in there. Right, yeah. You could have Elias and Ezekiel. Um, or like I said, have KO in and have Ezekiel or Elias in or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, are, Would they even get wild enough and have Brock in the Money in the Bank match? With them already announcing that it's SummerSlam, you know, because that way he could take both belts. But how does that work? You know, I don't know. But I mean, like the tag match is for it's for the undisputed championship. I would assume, which maybe I'm wrong on that because WWE logic is not always there. But I would assume that Roman's belts act in the same way, where he's defending both at the same time. I would make that assumption. That could be wrong. But this is WWE. That's why I throw it out there. Sure. Because I can see them doing some chaos like that, sure. you know, like, um, especially with the way this card's kind of falling apart. And yeah. Reconstruct it, especially with yeah. the menu change and everything. How, what other way to get some eyes on your pay-per-view to something like, oh shit, like you said, John Cena's in it and Brock's in this? Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Um, if it was still in the stadium, yeah. I would pretty much guarantee yeah. you yeah. get that. And it's almost one of those, if it were still in the stadium with Brock coming back. He would like it. Would, almost would have been, hey, I'm coming to SummerSlam. It would have been, hey, I'm coming to money. I'm the coming bank. to the money in the bank. You he know, wins like, money in the bank. That was. I mean, I, I would have bought. I would have bought that more than just, oh shit. He you comes know, in and he, he gets another in. chance. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me ask you a question though before we wrap this up because we do got to wrap this up. Yeah. Percentage zero to a hundred. What's the percentage Cody Rhodes is in it? Oh God. Because I tell you right now, my answer is not zero. <coughs> Especially if we get Knowing to Friday, Cody? if we get to Friday, and there's still one spot that's to oh be determined, I give it like a thirty-three point three. You know, see, I, I'm giving it, I'm giving it like a ten. Guys, uh, you're giving yeah. it more than I am. But it's if we, it's but if we, because it's Cody, he's a fucking and he's insane. He's, gonna, he's, he's so like in his head, he's got to make the show. Yeah, you got to make those dates, whether you're hurt or not. <laughs> um, Dusty would be there. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Now here's uh, who are you picking for the for the men's money in the bank? So, 
Because I don't think it's Cody. Like, I don't think... Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I know in his heart he will fucking love to be there. Oh, my God. Um, I would love for him to be yeah, there. Yeah, that would be a wild curveball that for dude sure. is so... Yeah, I mean, that dude needs to rest. But right. he, he's working out again already. Yeah, he was already in the gym. Yeah, you know, he's already in the gym. Um, so I am going. Even if Cena's in, I think Cena coming in would, would just be to hype up the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Seth. I feel like this is his time. He's put in a lot of work. He's taken a ton of losses. It hasn't hurt him at all. The dude is over, and. We are on our way to a full-blown babyface Seth Rollins. You know, he cut a promo a couple weeks ago on Raw, or it might have even been last week. I don't know. Time is meaningless. <laughs> um, the whole promo, if you edited out his obnoxious laughter, yeah. his <laughs> if you took that out, that is one of the best babyface promos I've heard in a long time. It's by far the best promo I've ever heard Seth Rollins do. Because right. it's, I'm not shy, I, I think promos are by far the weakest part of Seth Rollins' yeah. game. It's the best promo I've ever seen him do. And besides from those cackles, that was a straight-up, hard-nosed, babyface promo. Right. So, if we're not waiting until next WrestleMania and The Rock and all that shit... Right. If someone is going to win this Money in the Bank briefcase and successfully cash it in, the story with Seth makes all the sense in the world. He technically beat Roman at, right. at Royal Rumble, even though it was just because Roman wouldn't release and it was DQ yeah. and all that shit. But still, regardless, he beat him. He's in his head. And if he can hold that briefcase as a babyface and say, yeah... You seem unstoppable, right. and maybe maybe straight up one-on-one -on -one you proved you can put me to sleep, but I don't have to face you one-on-one. -on -one. Right. Don't forget, we've run this before. <laughs> we've run this before, and I cashed in on your ass in the middle of a match between right. you and Brock Lesnar, and I came out on top. And who are you facing at SummerSlam? Brock. Brock Lesnar. It's all just a little bit of history repeating. Yeah. I, and that's why it, it, it's it's almost the e it is it it's writes easy. itself. It's the easy pick. This is one where we're going to disagree on. I love this. I'm going for chaos theory. I I think I, I know who you're picking, and I hope I I'm going Sami Zayn. I love I'm it. Here I love I'm it. Here for the slow burn. Yeah. Of Sami, planet himself. You know, as the part of the bloodline. You know, all this. And I'm waiting for this whole, like, conspiracy to, like, unravel how everyone, you know, I, I won this so that they want to have, you know, nobody could come after you. I'm doing this to I'm protect you. I'm doing this you. to protect the bloodline. And maybe, I mean, hey, who is to say? Maybe somehow the Street Profits win. But then mm. Sammy wins the money in the bank. He's like, look, they couldn't keep their titles, but I got this. I'm keeping you safe. Or, how about this, Whether regardless yeah. of whether the Prophets win or not, I can totally see how great would this be for a story. Sammy wins Money in the Bank because the Usos come down and help him. Ooh. The only reason he wins is because of the Bloodlines help, because they're thinking we've got this Patsy right. who, who will hold this for a year never cash it in right. and it'll dissipate. Yeah, as long as they, they keep beating him like, hey, you're not cashing that in. Right. You know? And he's going to go, yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. Not. But the whole time you do the slow burn, like they walk away and he's got that look like, 
Maybe. Fucking cash this Maybe. Yeah. Oh, Ro- Roman's got a uh, Roman's got an Iron Man match right. today. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, like Maybe said, he's a conspiracy guy. You know, he, everyone was always working against him. Yeah. Now he's working everyone else. Yeah. Like, I'm here for chaos. Even if I, you know, like I said, the Seth Rollins pick makes so much sense. And like I said, there's three more guys. You can get Brock. You can get Cena. You can get whoever. Yeah. But I'm just, I, I just want to be on right and see chaos ensue because if. I know we keep bringing it up every damn podcast, especially every pay per view. Eventually, the bloodline has to get that little bit of poison sure, in it sure. to start the fall. Yeah, and it's it's not just going to be the build to WrestleMania next year, or right. even, it's like it, it's got to start somehow. Yeah, so, it's got to start sooner than the. Why not with the master of all conspiracies and like you know and stuff like that being in there and working the magic? I would so, absolutely love that. I want to be wrong on this, like, right? I, and, and it's you know I respect <laughs> Seth Rollins. Uh, one more time on the BCP shot. I know I always <laughs> dog on him on there, but that's really just because Kimmy's in love with Seth Rollins and I love torturing you do Kimmy. No You're, oh, Seth Rollins can do no wrong. Oh, God. Um, Seth Rollins was going to win every single match for the last Cross two years. Jesus even though, yeah, cr- yeah, right. Um, but I, it's, I'm pick, again, I'm picking both the men's and the women's Money in the Bank matches with strictly what I think WWE is going to do, not with what I would want to see. Yeah. Because personally, I would want to see uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Sami Zayn win it. Yeah. But I'm I'm trying to pick with my head, so I'm going Lacey and Seth because to me those are the most obvious storylines. Right. And they're but, putting the work towards you know the yeah, promos and everything. Yeah. They're yeah. Out, you know. But if we're going, if we're gonna finally think <laughs> long term again with the Money in the Bank briefcase, if this is not a two to three month thing, but like a six to eight month thing, right. Sammy winning, it's beautiful. If anybody can make something like that, you know, stretch that out and make it believable, Sammy Zayn, man. He's going to have him at house shows where Roman's there and he can just pop up and he has it, but never like that nefarious. It's just, hey, I got this for you, bud. Don't worry. You're and protected. Here, we're you know? good. Yeah, but then like just slowly he's yeah. working the crowd. Yeah, like, oh, I just and, I can, it. And, and you can see things where you like, like I could see Paul Heyman yeah. seeing it coming and going, you know what, Sammy? Just let me hang on to yeah, the briefcase. Yeah. If you're not going to cash it in, just let me hang on to the briefcase. But, but, but Sammy never does. Right. But then Paul starts getting nervous because he's like, Roman, Roman, yeah. you don't realize what's going on. And yeah. then eventually, hey, Roman's maybe like, Paul. Yeah, Roman doesn't take him seriously. It. Right. It's Sammy Zayn. He's yeah. Not gonna, what, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah. He's not going to do it. He can't yeah. be me. Yeah. Oh, come on. That would be great. That would be great. All right, so those are the predictions. Uh, we're getting. We're we're not going to spend really any time. I just want to let everyone know what the seeds are going to be and let you know we're going to send a link. It's going to be a Google form. We're doing the tag team tournament finally. We've hyped it up. We've yep. given you yep. all the teams matches to watch for every single one of them. So you have no excuse to be ill informed on these teams and these people. Luke and I made some picks. Uh, we did the seeding. So here's how it breaks down. And we're gonna like so we're gonna send out that Google Forms link on Facebook uh, ASAP. We can start the voting and get this stuff going underway. I'm also gonna post a picture of the full bracket so you can see it visually how everything lines up. But we've got essentially the left side of the bracket and the right side of the bracket. On the left side, uh, our matchups are the number eight or the number one Hardy Boys versus number eight Bliss Cross. Number two team in that uh, bracket is going to be the Road Warriors. They're taking on the Fabulous Freebirds. The number three team is the Brain Busters taking on the number six APA. 
And then your four or five matchup for that quadrant is DIY versus the New Age Outlaws. Honestly, the one I'm probably most excited about from that quadrant. I think that's going to be a really close vote. I'm excited to see the way that turns out. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I think it's probably of that, like, that's going to be the closest. I agree. I agree for sure. Uh, Right underneath that, same side of the bracket, quadrant number two, you've got the New Day versus the Brothers of Destruction. That's your 1-8 matchup. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Young Bucks versus RVD and Sabu, a match I wish would happen in real life. You're talking about a, like, dream matchup. God. The, the number of the broken number of chairs. Super kicks and flips and yeah, chairs and tables. Oh, man. Uh, then beautiful you got, destruction. Beautiful <laughs> destruction. Then you've got uh, number three, the Outsiders, taking on number six, the British Bulldogs, sort of 80s versus 90s clash there. And then your four or five matchup, uh, last one on that side of the bracket, is the Motor City Machine Guns taking on the Rockers. That would another one be a match I would, yeah, I would pay a soft, ticket yeah. for any single time. Over on the right side of the bracket, uh, in that third quadrant, we've got FTR taking on the Hollywood Blondes, Harlem Heat versus uh, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog, the Steiner Brothers versus Red Dragon. That's what they would be like, that's, that's a dream match. I would yeah, watch. man. Like, yeah, and you just you, especially like with the, the new, uh, new Japan history with both yeah, those teams. Like, yeah, man. That'd they, be a solid one. They got history there. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. And that's you, you just talk about, you know. Hard hitting, stiff, right. like yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. And then finally, in that uh, third quadrant, the four or five matchup is Edge and Christian against the Briscoe brothers. And then finally, in the fourth quadrant, rounding it all out, we've got Lucha Brothers against Los Guerreros. That's the one eight. Two versus seven is Usos versus the Boss and Hug Connection. Um, battle of two modern teams right there. That'll be fun. Number three, we've got Demolition versus the Rock and Sock Connection. Maybe the two most different teams to yeah. face each other in the first round. That's a total styles clash. That's really interesting. And then we're rounding it out with the Hart Foundation versus the Dudley Boys. That's that, that's going to be one that's going to divide uh, some fans. For yeah. sure. For sure. It's I'm... I'm thinking the Dudleys are going to win that round. I think it'll be a little closer than we think. But I think it's going to be closer to the Hart Foundation, not just because of what Brett and uh, <coughs> what Brett and Jim did through the late '80s and early mm-hmm. '90s, but then also you got to remember that great resurgence they had in '97, yeah. right before the Dudleys kind of came in. Yep. Hart Foundation was the hottest thing on the planet. So that's going to be really exciting to see. Like I said, we're going to get those links out. Y'all are going to be able to start voting. And that's a link that you can send to any of your friends. You don't need a a password or a personal invitation. It's totally open to the public. So send it to anybody that you know that would be interested. Um, Last time we did this uh, with the um, best entrance music, the responses were capped to 75 and we got we hit that 75 number pretty much every single round i'd really like to crush those numbers this time so spread the word share it send the link to all of your friends anybody that you know that's been a wrestling fan for the last 30 years we want to see those numbers go up and uh, hopefully we will be back at uh, on Saturday with yep. a uh, with a reaction live podcast re- live recap of live money recap. To make. I mean I'm hoping like I said like especially with this changing menus and something I think they're gonna have to do something to kind of reward the fans Absolutely. like hey you know thanks for still coming you know like you know obviously expecting it to be in a bigger stadium and you know all these guys that got injured and stuff like that so we'll but, see you know and it's really interesting too because I I feel like. I had very low expectations for WrestleMania, and it was great. Yeah. I had pretty high expectations for WrestleMania Backlash. I was disappointed. Right. I had very little expectations for Hell in the Cell. I thought they over-delivered. Right. I don't have very high expectations for this. And right. because of that, 
I'm hoping and actually we're going to get something off. big. I know you and I have mentioned this before. Money in the Bank is one of my favorite pay-per-views. It's my favorite. It's a lot second. That Royal Rumble, Rumble or like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so this one, uh, you know, especially when we were like, yeah, we want to go, let's go. We were to be in Vegas. And then, like, you know, you first initially get like, oh, shit, we're going to get Rollins, Cody, Randy uh, yeah. Orton, you know, <laughs> saying like all these guys in the Money in the Bank that is like start falling like flies. And you're just like... Shit, you know. Could Riddle be one of the? TVs? I thought there was a stipulation, or what? Like, he, oh, he can't challenge Roman, right? Again. Yeah. So how does that? Does work? Money in the Bank supersede that? I does don't that mean? Know. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, they, does he hold it till after SummerSlam, and then he chant? You know, like I. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, hopefully uh, we'll have plenty to talk about on that reaction video and or that reaction podcast. And then we'll probably, that should be right around the time the first round of yeah. the tournament wraps up. So we'll have a lot to talk about and it's going to be a good time. Luke, before we get out of here, anything else you want to add? No, man. It's been great talking with you. Yeah. Like I said, let's, uh, hopefully we're, it's not too late for this damn Forbidden Door uh, pay-per-view by the time, you know. It's, it's I think we're going to get it in just in time, yeah. so we'll be okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's not going to go past midnight or you know, oh, anything will. like that. Yeah, it's going it to be rough, man. So, <laughs> it will. Uh, Saturday pay-per-views. Make it a thing. Make that's it what a I got to say. That's... Make Saturday pay-per-views a fucking thing. If you take one thing away from this yeah. podcast, that's <laughs> what it is. All right, man. Great to see you. Always great sure. to talk with you. Until next time, I'm Mike. He's Luke. We're out of here. Hey, Johnny, hit the music. <laughs>